I'm pressing record to the cloud. I also wouldn't mind recording to like Facebook, right? That sounds good, right? Yeah, broadcast to Facebook because we're we're doing like some special some special stuff today. Oh yeah, we need uh, we need uh, social proof of this. Yeah, I'm gonna see if Chrome works these days, and if not, I have to try and copy and paste it over to Firefox. Oh, something's that. Oh, I, it's it's a spinning wheel where it gets stuck, and it just keeps spinning. I wonder if it's like some sort of silly ad blocker thing. Could I be have. a pop-up blocker, yeah. I don't think I have that on mine. All right, well, as usual, that didn't work. <laughs> so let me try it the old-fashioned way. If I can. So we have 12 people attending. What do you think? We have a one in four chance. Maybe. Depend if, if everyone submitted. No, not everybody submitted. Ah, well. Too bad. I was going to say we have a one in four chance that the winner could be from today, could be here live. But, oh well. I do have everything ready, though. You'll be happy to know. Good. I am excited. Can't wait to see my name pulled from that. Uh, that hat. Carl, you're not eligible, man. What about Bruce Gandy? He, he he's waiting too. <laughs> no, he's not eligible either. Uh, Did he do one? I don't know. He wrote us an email saying, uh, "I want one. Why? Why do you want testimonial?" It was like, anyway. Anyway, things are happening. All right, the spinning wheel is happening. What should I say about today's? I should say, join us for student critiques of Lachlan McPhail. And the live drawing. I think you should put the live drawing in there. And the live drawing. That should get people to come out. All right, yeah. going live. Things are happening. Webinar is now streaming on Facebook. Love it. So I sort of badly botched my coffee this morning. How so? Hey, it's live. I have confirmation. It came out too heavy. Hmm. So it's too strong? Is there such a thing? Or you put in too much water? Um, it's hard to explain. Would you like me to explain it? No, I think we should probably get on with the recordings. Probably should. Yeah, I'm still taking care of my housekeeping things. You know, it's not that I'm sitting here doing nothing. Um, close to nothing, sure, but not absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right, so ready to do the drawing? Yeah. Are people ready? I mean, or we, I feel like we should do a couple of recordings and then do the drawing in the middle. Give people on Facebook a chance to like say, hey, I want to tune in and All right. you know, learn something first and then find out if they won. 
All right, that's fair. Uh, I have to stop my sharing because I shared the wrong way. Let me share again. Share. Desktop three with computer sound. That's the kicker. That's what we yeah. need. All right, so um, who do we have first? We have Beth. You're Beth. Nice. Nice cut off there. Um, there I like, we go. I like the vertical. It's pretty nice. I mean, it's, it way not, easier. it's not perfect, but what is, you know, in this life? What is perfect? Um, I like that performance a lot. The bagpipe sounded pretty darn nice. You know, that's the precursor to enjoying a performance. Uh, in my yeah. opinion. Um, Andy was kind of harsh on the scores. You know, they probably could have been 3.25s. I like the tuning. Chanter flat, yeah. maybe slightly, but I think it would be important to note that it's only slightly flat. Um, good rhythms and stuff, and uh, yeah. Nice yeah. job, Beth. I, I agree. Slightly floating around the beat occasion, like a little earliness here and there, but I mean, it was groovy. Like you definitely get the real feel out of that. It's it's nice. It was uh, enjoyable to listen to. Really good bagpipe. I'm Making good progress, Beth. Uh, yeah, and the other thing that should be pointed out is the giant B before the burrow, but that's a tough thing to do. Um, the important thing is that we're trying to do it. Um, Right? That's not what we want. Instead, we somehow need to get that B fused in. So that the B is part of the movement itself. Yeah. Not bad. First three burls of the day right there. There you go. Um, anyway, moving on. John Holcomb's up next.
So uh, simplified there, left the burl out, which I think is interesting. Um, whose performance was better, John's or Beth's? Go ahead, hit us in the chat. Oh, that's a hard question. If you're judging a competition, who would win? Beth would win, right? But interestingly, we have almost identical score. Whoops. Here we go. Is that font big enough? It's okay uh, for me. What do you guys think? So, like, let's go through some of my thoughts. Carl told you to leave it out. That's fine. I'm not talking about the borough. I'm talking about just the overall uh, quality of the performance there. If you hear those two side by side, Beth's going to win but the score is pretty similar so let's see what happened it could be a problem with the scoring uh, or i could i could uh, talk myself out of it scale navigation do we really feel like it's a 3.5 out of 5 or were there quite a few like phantom crossing noises in there kind of muddying things up i'm not sure um he said small crossing from c to e um, for me we just need more crispness in the in the note transitions if we can get it Rhythmic accuracy, pretty good, I guess. I'm not sure exactly how accurate and precise we were there. Um, single grace note quality, sync issues definitely throughout, right? Embellishment quality. And I, I kind of agree, Tackums can go in that category if you want. Out of sync, e-doubling not getting heard. Right, dot cut quality and consistency, not a 3.5 for me, right? We had a lot of like, we had a lot of lapses. Let's go back and listen again when we're done. A lot of lapses there and not a nice consistent dot cut feel for me. Tonal quality, 3.25, maybe. We'll have to listen to that. And then tuning, not loving it today. I'm with Andy on this one. Um, Chanter and drones very far out. I wouldn't say they're very far out, but they're definitely out. The chanter is flat. The chanter is flat relative to the drones. Um, and uh, we can listen back again to see if there's a wavering in the drones. But uh, what I think is interesting is you can almost predict, like, you know, we agree that breath would have won. You can almost predict that from the first note. Which is interesting. All right, this, this tells you a lot about what judges listen for and the importance of tonal quality, right? Um, it was just a little bit better sound. And so we expect that it's going to be better from the beginning. And then, of course, we want to be proven right or wrong by listening to the, the actual performance. But um, it, it's a heavy influence. So and then we also, have, we also have D grace note swallowing, swallowing small C's. Still have that in there, right? Sorry, I accidentally put it in the wrong spot. Um, yeah, and, and Carl, if, if you can't predict it by the first note, by the end of the first phrase, like I, I think 85% of your mind is made up. And it's really kind of interesting, like, um, and it's not that your mind is made up, it's that you can predict the result by the end of the first phrase, yeah. right? With a high level of, of, of uh, precision, yeah. Yeah, like obviously any judge is going to continue to listen, but boy, the, the first impression in a performance is so, so important. Yeah. Uh, and um, the whole chanter was flat, Janet. Yes, 
generally speaking. I'm sure once we got the drones locked in to the right pitch, such that it matched the vast majority of the notes on the chanter, we might find a note or two that's still out, which we could maybe move some tape to fine tune it, or we could potentially adjust uh, where the reed is seated or what have you, right? But the majority of the notes were flat. So let's listen to this again. These recordings are pretty short, so it's no big deal. Let's listen to this again and see if you can pick up on some of these things. Also, John is actually here. So thank you, John. Unlike Beth, who's like too busy for, you know, listening to her fellow band, bandmates isn't the right word, fellow dojo mates uh, recordings, you know, too busy, whatever. So a few thoughts, right? The chanter's not far out, right? It's, but it's out. John Holcomb, you agree? Chanter's not far out, but it's out. In this case, the, the drones need to come up, right? It's not far out, but every note's slightly flat. And then uh, was it maybe, yeah, Janet, can you kind of hear how all of the notes have that dull, flat quality to them? which you might not be experienced enough to identify that it's flat or sharp. That doesn't really matter. But um, none of the notes are, um, are really locked and resonating uh, with the drones. The drones as a unit, good or bad? Listen to, now let's listen to the drones as a three drone unit. Overall, very good, right? The, the, the three drones are locked in really well together. They're just in the wrong spot. Good. All right. Yeah, and I think it's important to just remind people, I know most of you know this, but like we, we just spent a lot of time talking about the chanter being the problem. It's not actually that, right? It's we needed to change the drones to match the chanter better. That's the solution. It's not changing tape on the chanter. And and we do that as pipers. We talk about, oh, well, the chanter was flat, chanter was flat or sharp. Or, but really, most of the time, we're talking about the reference between the two. And it's the drones that we That's need right. to fix to make that chanter sound better. It's actually the drones though. Right, I mean, yeah. it's not. You could change the chanter, but you could, right? You have two options. Anytime your bagpipe is out of tune, right? Anytime a chanter note is out of tune, you have two options. Option number one is change the chanter. Option number two is change the drones, right? Nine times out of 10, what's the easiest, best, most efficient way to fix the problem? I think 10 times out of 10, it's easier to, it's easier to ch change the drones. <laughs> right. Well, not 10 times out of 10. Like sometimes, right, if your F is really sharp and everything else sounds great, uh, we could change the drones, but that wouldn't be the right call. So when we're fine tuning the chanter, usually changing the chanter is what we're aiming to do. 
But when we're tuning the pipes in general, we're always going to change the drones uh, unless there's a really compelling reason to change the chanter. Like one really compelling reason to change the chanter in the general tuning phase would be if, if the chanter read uh, is exhibiting signs that it needs to be rebalanced or uh, reseated, right? So um, if all the high-hand notes are very flat, right, relative to the, and the bottom sounds pretty good against the drones, right? That, that could be a situation where sinking the reed in the reed seat is a better thing to do than continuing to fiddle with your drones, right? So, so it's like it's all with a heavy dose of common sense and experience. Uh, one more and then we'll do the drawing. Sounds good. Stu is up next. Who's here, Sorry. I'm trying to relearn how to use my computer. Um, the tempo that Stu went masked a lot of the problems in the playing, right? So of the three performances, who's going to win the competition? John says Stu. The answer is Stu, right? But, but here's like one of the big things, right? There's a lesson to be learned here. Stu's going to win this competition, but if he wants to win many more competitions, he's got a lot of stuff to hash out. So you get your, you'll, you would get your blue ribbon. You'd be all fired up, but let's like take a step back. There's a lot of like issues that need to be addressed, which I think uh, one of the things you should do to address them is slow it down a little bit, right? So that we can focus on the detail work. Okay. Uh, here's what Andy said. Scale navigation, C to E crossing right before last phrase. Yeah, you also had a wrong note going into second line and whatever. Um, so there's that. Rhythmic accuracy. Uh, I, I found that you were early to a lot of beats. Single grace note quality. I thought it was excellent, uh, but we had some sync issues. Yep. So that makes sense. Embellishment quality. Nice, Burl. Tackum's very tight, right? The playing is very tight here. To, to de-tighten it and to develop better control over your embellishments, slow the tempo down so you have time to think about things, right? And yeah. it's easy to speed the tempo up again later, uh, especially with such a nice foundation of like the basic concepts of technique. Now we want to zoom in and get those details. The details are what's uh, bringing things down here. Um, tonal, or sorry, dot cut quality, pretty good. It's just not like rhythmically accurate, so it's tough for the dot cuts to be particularly accurate, and there's too many oh. exceptions. Right, and there's too many that were just gone um, from that completely. 
which yeah. is sort of the opposite of what we want in a reel. We definitely don't want them to be too tight in a reel because we lose that sort of like reel feel. Um, so yeah. Uh, tonal quality, really nice. You know, um, if anything, you know, you could even edge some of these bagpipe scores even a little higher maybe, um, but it was really, really well done. The bagpipe sounded great. It made me want to forgive all of the little, like, little issues. But remember, right, let's say you are doing a competition or you're, uh, you are being evaluated. You're being evaluated at a finite point in time, right? So if you win at the Glasgow Lands Highland Games, right, that means on that particular day you were better than everybody else, right? But remember as someone who's learning how to play, remember how kind of irrelevant that is, right? What we need to be focused on is the trend line and where we're going to be next year at Glasgow Lands Games, right? And the answer is you're going to be in the same spot unless we make good decisions about how we're approaching our playing now. That makes sense? You know, it's worth getting a few comments on your score sheets. Tempo is a little too slow for my taste because you're making a smart investment in your future, yeah. right? It's worth driving around that, uh, you know, the old used beater until it's no longer safe to drive because it's a financially sound decision that'll help you save money and accumulate those savings over time, right? Nice job, Stu. Nice job, Stu. Pretty good. Yeah. The message is always the same, though, for Stu, which is slow it down, work on the details more. Right? So it is a nice job, but how do we get to the next level? All right. Here's our names. Here's my random number generator. Can everybody see it? Yes. So, so next to each name, there's a number one through 41. When I press the random number generator, it generates a number between one and 41. Do we all agree? Yeah. So like, I just want to run this a few times. So people can see each time I click the button, it's randomly generating a number somewhere between one and 41. Do all of the 12 witnesses agree this is a random number generator? <laughs> there you go. All right. So, Next time I click this button, it's going to reveal the number of the winner. Of and the what are they winning? What's that? And They're winning, they winning Blair Digital Chanter. Enter, enter. Hand engraved. Oh, no. We're giving them the engraved one? I thought that's what I, I think said. The, yeah, I think you're right. I think the non-engraved one's kind of like the... If you're going to spend a million dollars on one, which one lucky person is not, but you, you don't want like not engraved <laughs> I'm just sitting here, like, building the drama. <laughs> I think there are some very, very uh, impatient people. 
<laughs> I know. What are you waiting for? The answer. When you ask that, the answer, what's Andrew waiting for? Is not really anything. I'm just trying to get everybody all, all amped up, stressed out. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see. People who are here, who are in the running, include Bert. I can't remember if Jan or Janet. I know Jen did one. Jen did two. One in English, one in French. Uh, but you don't get credit. You don't get two entries for that. But thank you for doing two. John, did you do one? Uh, John McCain did one. Ken did one. Mm, I can't remember Christian. Maybe Christian. Yeah, you did, I think, right? Lou. Sue John Ken. didn't do one. John. <laughs> All you have to do is this. Hey, guys. And that's all some people did. The best was the, tele, the teleprompter, amateur teleprompter. So we've got, some, uh, we've got some where like the person is looking awkwardly just over to the side of the camera and like reading and not necessarily that smoothly, like a couple more rehearsals might have been nice, but that wasn't <laughs> part of the rules. That, that wasn't part of the rules. You know, you submit the video, you get the entry. There you go. You know. All right, shall we press the button? Yeah, let's go for it. I'm nervous. I don't want to give this away. <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs> Ready? Yeah, let's do it. How about we do this? I'm going to press it three times. The third time is the winner, but the first two times are people that could have won. Suffer <laughs> oh, that I changed the rules. Right? So here's the first one. This is not the drawing. This is not the drawing. This one is not. Ready? 29. Who did not win at this particular clip? Sarah Campbell did not win. But hey, Sarah, thank you for submitting the uh, testimonial video. <laughs> here's the second one. This one is not the winner. Not the winner, this one. 22, Anders, not the winner. I mean, you could be. We could roll the same number again. Here, this one is the winner. Ready? This one is the winner, everyone. This one is it. Could be anywhere between 1 and 41. Matthew Nielsen, uh, the lucky Matt. winner. Hey, yeah. Matt here? He is not here. Matt is not here. Mm. But he has been spinning regular recordings. Yeah, he has. Yeah, we do need a fireworks burden. We do need a firebook, fireworks burden. <laughs> well, that's really cool. That's really cool. Nice job. And the testimonials were awesome. Um, I have a playlist on YouTube of all of them. And um, it's not, I haven't published them publicly. I haven't decided yet. Um, but, um, but it's really helpful. Like, you know, on some of our sales pages, we have like, uh, like written testimonials, but now we'll be able to use the video ones. I, I just think they're so much more effective in so many different contexts. So uh, it's really, really nice of you guys to do that. So thanks. thanks Let's everyone. roll the dice one more time. Here's what would have happened if 
I did four times instead of three. Right? This is the person who would have won if I clicked a button one more time. 20. Athel. He had a great testimonial. So, no, he didn't win. And if I selected five instead of three, Darren, no, not a single person who's here live. Um, so it's way less dramatic than I was hoping for. But anyway, I digress. Oh. All right. Um, bum, ba, dum, Thank you, everybody. Ben is up next. All right. Ben Perry. stop this right here guys there's a glaring problem with this right and uh it wouldn't be glaring if fusco had uh, caught this issue but he we have a dot cut quality and consistency score of 3.25 here this is uh an example of not actually understanding what alap asap is okay so he's going very slow which i totally think it's the perfect tempo but he's playing like this You know, his tackums are quite tight, but aside from that, anybody catch what's wrong with that? Is there are no ASAPs in that playing at all, right? And it's tempting to say, oh, that's pretty good playing, and it is, but ALAP ASAP is totally absent, right? Everybody understand what I'm saying? It's very important, right? When you go slower on a dot cut tune, we still need ALAP ASAP to be in there. That sounds like this. Can you hear the difference? Right, what's gonna happen when we speed that up? And by the way, like Ben, like it's no problem, you'll easily fix it. I think you just missed it. But what's gonna happen when you speed that up? Right? You're going to have nowhere to go when you go faster because we didn't actually play it correctly slower. And then we just missed, we just missed, the, we just missed the point, that's all. Right? Not a huge deal. We can fix it. Meanwhile, this is what we will eventually speed up and it will become a nice reel. Right?
it's also a skill that's transferable to other reels and marches and stress phase as well. Everybody understand what I'm saying? I don't think Ben's here, but it's a really important point. Yeah. You, and and the, so the dot quality and consistency score would be like one because not really getting it, right? Can we do Jen's recording next? She's got to leave soon. Uh, we're not done with Ben's yet. So um, that's the major point. And then the usual, you know, usual feedback for the rest. Quite a few crossing noises in the second part really kind of uh, play the negative role. If anything, I might have gone a little lower with that score. It's not necessarily great news, sorry. Rhythmic accuracy, a lot of stuff leading the beat. I agree with Andy, et cetera, so on, so forth. Tonal quality. Um, tuning, not bad. Tonal quality and tuning, not bad. Anyway. Uh, ben, nice job. Thank you for the uh, teaching example there. Okay. Those are all of Andy's crits for the week. Good. Let's do Jen's next, if we can. What we're doing right now is teaching Jen that it's okay to cut class early. I just want everybody to acknowledge this. Uh, but okay, fine. Jen, have you looked at your score before now? So you already know what we're going to say. Definitely winning the competition so far, right? For sure. Yeah. Lots of, you just want to hear it come over the airways, right? Yeah, really enjoyable performance. I didn't love the ALAP ASAP there particularly, um, it, but it is hard to ride the line there because we do want the reel potentially to feel open and smooth. Uh, but like, I just felt like at times it was sounding kind of proportional, right? Mm. <laughs> Listen to just a tiny bit more contrast and the positive impact, hopefully, it has on the two. Right? It's just very slight. But to me, that's... We're, to me, that's we're playing with the actual contrast between the dot and the cut. And I think you at some 
to some degree, we're just kind of going for it proportionally. But it's not a catastrophic event. I'm just, you know, it's just a, a, a few thoughts about, you know, how you could make it even slightly better. I like the bagpipe sound. B, maybe a hair sharp. If anything, the whole chanter was like 0 0.001 degrees sharp to the drones, right? Like tiny, tiniest little bit, but very, very minor. Really nice job. Well up into the 70s there. Nice job, Jen. You're welcome. Now you can go. Now you can go ignore all your friends' recordings who haven't been played yet. Mm -hmm. We should only allow one early. We should only allow her to leave early once a month. Uh, Anders is up next. Anders? Anders? Most importantly, he did not win the chanter. He came close, did not win it. Uh, but uh, we'll give him a listen anyway. Whoops, sorry, that was my fault. Computer malfunction. Time. Uh, what do we think about the A Lab bass apps here? Good. High. <laughs> What's that? It's a little high. But. Not really there, right? We don't really have A Lab bass app happening here. Yeah, but, um, but the score needs to be much lower there because we're not really fully understanding ALAB ASAP in this concept, in this, co in this context. Um, but uh, with that out of the way, I really like the performance, you know. Um, a couple phantoms, slight lift drops in second, rhythmic accuracy, very good, single graceful quality, very good, embellishment quality. The burl wasn't great. But the rest of it was pretty good. Dot cut quality and consistency. Not really a thing here. Kind of uh, lapsed on that. We can work on that next week, though. Maybe we can double down and talk about it. Tonal quality. Really nice. Tuning, very nice. If the tuning was bad, I would have been a lot more mean about the fact that ALAP ASAP was not 100% uh, present. Neil is up next. 
you just hear we just heard a big great example of a phantom crossing noise in the wild right there do you hear that so on the e everybody see the e on my screen on the e leading down to the c you can hear him uh, opening up the C fingers long before the E closes. And then can you hear how the, the whole timbre and tuning of the E changes in the middle of the note? That is a phantom crossing noise. Let's listen to it a couple more times. Sorry about this, Neil. some spots where he doesn't do it like we have some really similar moments like this f going down to this c no problem right see how it's pretty similar in concept so it's just for some reason the e to the c to the low a there uh, both times it happened giant phantom crossing noise in the wild but i like that it's a great example right and it can happen in much smaller degrees than that. that. That's happening in a very large degree, but I like that it's wide open and it's not just me demonstrating it. You can really hear it there. Okay. Yep. Good job, Neil. Um, all the stuff Andy said. Carl said. <laughs> he calls it a false fingering in the first. Well, it's a uh, phantom slash false fingering. Oh, I see. Got it. Yep. I'm just articulating that more. <laughs> oh yeah, Carl, these are your scores. Sorry, I yeah. forgot we weren't talking about Andy. I better be careful. <laughs> do, 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 do. Sue's next. Sue, Sue, Sue. <laughs> Right? This is ALAP ASAP. Interesting. Sue being an astute dojo pupil.
Interestingly, um, Carl gave her a three out of five ALAP ASAP score, which is lower than what Andy was giving people who weren't even doing it. Yeah. No, I would, I would move that on second listen to a three, two, five. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was definitely demonstrating good knowledge of it. Right. There's some examples where it was too small or a few that were too round, but. Or some that came in or somewhere you abandoned the long note too soon and you right. ended up early to the next beat. So it's a hard skill to do, but Sue is definitely attempting it there. A lot of people are playing that slow tempo and they are not actually attempting to maximize the contrast. And that's the whole point of ALAP ASAP, folks. It's not a thing to sell memberships. Uh, we can sell memberships when talking about the thing, but it's not just a thing for selling memberships. It's, it's a thing to, to uh, make music more interesting on an instrument that cannot produce like actual volume changes and actual real dynamics. Right. And, and at a slow tempo that, you know, it's a great opportunity to kind of practice that in a scenario. Problem is the problem is AI base app makes the other aspects of technique more difficult. You're more likely to have a crossing noise when you have to play a note in a super small period of time than if you can play it wide out in the open. Granted, if you're just working on basic note changes and basic rhythm and basic grace note quality, maybe like when you're a beginner beginner, we don't talk about ALAP ASAP that much. Like in the tutor, for example. It not, it's not, we talk about it a tiny bit, but not that much. Because when we're just doing the absolute basics, right, um, we, we don't want to strain to do it up ASAP because we're still worried about, you know, going from note to note cleanly and getting good grace notes and stuff like that. Um, it's all kind of related. That's the last recording except for the winner of the week who did not technically win by that many points this week. Mm. And I think we have to go back to Andy's to get it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Roberta, are you banned again? No, oh, it's just a figure of speech at this point. Andy was kind of a stickler this week, huh? <laughs> so that, that cut E is, is definitely fine. Uh, D, da, V, D, get that come in the second part. D, da, V, D, get that come. Bah, That's like a well-accepted setting. That's how I would play it. Um, yeah, so we like talked Andy, about that in my classes. Yeah, Andy was all freaked out about it, but it's, it's going to be okay, Andy. I don't think there. he penalized her for it, though. 
Um, Maybe. I don't think so. Um, everything was good. That's definitely a, a definitely a performance worthy of closer to an 80, I think. My gut feeling. So, yeah. Roberta, good job. And don't let Andy get you down. You know, he's just a mean guy. He's really not. He's really not. Oh, oh look. I and mean, there's like a whole note in there about whether that was accepted or not. Note to Carl and Andy. See that? <laughs> Yep. There you go. We'll get back to Andy on that. Yep. Andy's actually not a mean guy. He's a very nice guy. And I know this because I've seen him really inebriated several times, and he's still so nice. <laughs> um, is one of the nicest fellows you'll meet. Who, who won it again? It was uh, Matthew Nielsen is the big winner. So when you see Matthew in the hallways of Dojo U, Check him into a locker and then wish him <laughs> and then wish him uh, or, you know, issue him staunch congratulations. Uh, oh, he's overseas. Oh, disqualified. We need to pick a new winner. Nah. Nice try. He's also coming back from, from a deployment soon, I think. Oh, he's deployed. Gotcha. I believe so. Very good. Um, well, uh, it could be a super useful thing for him if he's deployed then. Keep yeah. the plan going. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that works out well. Matthew Nielsen's a big winner. And then all of you who signed in today are big winners in my book. Um, you know, keep playing the pipes. Keep turning those recorders on. Keep making things happen. I'm trying to find where my Zoom went. It's gone. My Zoom is gone. In the upper um, left corner. Oh yeah, there it is. I'm gonna stop the Facebook stream now. And then uh, very shortly, I'm going to uh, stop this meeting. <laughs>